I'm Joe Catalano with an AM Quincy News Update for Wednesday, October 25th. Thousands of Massachusetts customers who use the Bank of Canton may have had personal information, such as account numbers and social security numbers, exposed following a data breach. About 9,540 people who use the Bank of Canton may have had their banking information exposed after Fiserv, one of the bank's vendors, was impacted by a cybersecurity incident around or on May 27th of this year. A bank spokesperson says clients were notified after the bank received the necessary information from Fiserv. Although the bank says there's no evidence any of its customers have experienced fraud at this time, clients can enroll in a free two-year identity protection service, including credit monitoring, fraud cancellation, and identity theft restoration. Customers can also opt in for security alerts warning them of potential fraudulent charges to their accounts. The client's data was stored in an unstructured technical format but could reveal customers' names and other personal information if successfully parsed and digested, according to the Bank of Canton. In a letter to customers, the bank detailed that the cybersecurity incident stemmed from an issue with Fiserv's MoveIt managed file transfer application, a software used by companies nationwide that's been the target of hackers following the reveal of a vulnerability in the program's protection. Fiserv informed the Bank of Canton that its customers' data may have been obtained as a result of the vulnerability on August 3rd. The bank then notified customers about the incident on September 22nd after a detailed review. 530 residents who live outside the Bay State were also notified of the incident. Bank clients wishing to sign up for the free identity protection service must do so within 90 days. Newly released court documents outline what police were searching for at the Duxbury home of a woman accused of killing her three children. Lindsay Clancy is facing charges of murder and strangulation. She allegedly killed Cora, Dawson, and Callan at their Summer Street home back in January and then tried to end her own life. Documents made public yesterday included a search warrant executed at the start of the investigation. Among the items seized were three cameras, a baby monitor, a journal, four laptops, and some medication, exercise bands, which police believe may have been used to strangle the children, were also taken. Clancy is accused of tying exercise rope around each of her three children's necks for several minutes and then cutting herself and jumping out a window while her husband was running a pair of errands that she'd arranged, all after seeing how long he would be out of the home. Clancy, whose defense attorney claims that an overmedication of prescription psychiatric drugs led to homicidal and suicidal ideation, pleaded not guilty to first-degree murder charges in February in Plymouth District Court from Brigham and Women's Hospital. After a new indictment last month, Clancy will be arraigned again tomorrow, this time in Plymouth Superior Court. She's been hospitalized since the killings and will appear in court remotely from Tewksbury Hospital. In what will be an era-ending change for South Boston, toiletries giant Procter & Gamble announcing yesterday it plans to move razor manufacturing from its Gillette property overlooking the Fort Point Channel 
to its Andover campus. The plan is for Gillette, which has used the South Boston site for product manufacturing for over a hundred years, to keep its headquarters on or near its current property. The facility will be home base for 750 employees in leadership, research and development, and engineering roles. But it's unclear what exactly P&G's current 31-acre property, home to the light-up roadside Gillette World Shaving Headquarters sign, will look like in a few years. P&G, which acquired Gillette in 2005, indicated that it's looking into redevelopments or selling all or part of that site. The relocation process will take place over a few years as P&G invests further in its 150-acre Andover campus. The plan is for the first slate of employees to move locations in two or three years. All current South Boston manufacturing employees will be offered a job in Andover. The company will also provide support to employees who need help navigating the change. P&G previously confirmed plans to double bar soap production at its Andover campus over the next two years. The company said it's begun assessing how else it might expand operations there. A Marshfield man facing multiple charges after police say he shot guns from his porch toward his neighbor's houses while he was drunk. Marshfield police say officers responded at about 8 o'clock Monday night to a call from a resident in the area of Ocean Street and Foster Avenue reporting possible gunshots being fired from a home. The resident told police they heard the gunshots and saw flashing lights coming from 4 Foster Avenue and an older gentleman pacing back and forth on the porch. When the officers arrived, 66-year-old David Planchard let them in. They detected a strong odor of alcohol coming from the defendant. While in the house, a second resident reported the gunshots to dispatch. According to police, officers found bullet holes in neighboring homes located close to Planchard's, found a canine bullet casing in a bush in the 66-year-old's yard. He now faces multiple charges after a handgun was recovered in a bedroom closet. It is illegal for teachers to strike in Massachusetts, but the state's largest teachers' union wants to change that. The law has not stopped strikes recently in Woburn, Brookline, Malden, and Haverhill. Judges issued fines, but it wasn't enough to keep teachers off the picket lines. Max Page, president of the Mass Teachers Association, testified at the State House this week before the Joint Committee on Labor and Workforce to support a bill that would let teachers and certain other public employees go on strike if at least six months of good faith bargaining with employers has failed to produce results. Public safety personnel would be exempt. Page argues the right to strike would actually lead to less teacher strikes. Well, Massachusetts has a state drink, a state bird, a state flower, even a state reptile, a garter snake. In case you were wondering, now the Bay State could soon recognize an official ice cream flavor. A joint petition originally filed in January proposed to recognize cookies and cream as the official ice cream flavor of the Commonwealth The proposal was scheduled to be discussed at a joint committee meeting this week. The bill, filed by Representative John Rogers and Senator Michael Rush, 
Several lawmakers have signed on to it. Cookies and cream is a popular flavor of ice cream that typically has a creamy vanilla base with chocolate cookie pieces sprinkled into it, in many cases Oreos. There appears to be several claims as to who invented the flavor, including Harold's Ice Cream, which was founded in 1973 in Somerville. In 1984, former President Ronald Reagan declared July as National Ice Cream Month to commemorate what he called the nutritious and wholesome food. The Thomas Crane Public Library in Quincy is hosting best-selling author Anthony Simarco this evening, who will speak about his book, Halloween Traditions in Boston. Simarco will talk about the Salem Witch Trials, the decorating of Beacon Hill with skulls, bones, cobwebs, jack-o'-lanterns, and Halloween costumes, parties, and treats. Samarco is a historian and author of over 70 books on the history and development of Boston and holds frequent lectures. His books, Lost Boston, The History of Howard Johnson's, The Baker Chocolate Company, and many others have been bestsellers. Tonight's event runs from 7 to 8 p.m., in the community meeting room of the main branch of the library in Quincy Center is free and open to all. Quincy High School's Student Council presenting their Haunted Hallways Halloween events today. Families with students in grades K through 5 are invited to trick-or-treat, visit a haunted house presented by the Quincy High School Drama Club, and enjoy other seasonal activities. Cost is $5 per child with a $20 maximum per family. Check of business news this morning. Stocks opened the day in positive territory. The Dow shot up 204 points. The Nasdaq rose 121, and the S&P added 30. Stocks were also higher in Asia. The dollar was down. The euro rose. Oil at $88 a barrel. Sports Bruins remain undefeated this season, shutting out the Blackhawks in Chicago last night, three to nothing. They will be back home tomorrow night at seven against. Anaheim. The National Weather Service forecast today, partly sunny and mild, high 72 degrees. For tonight, uh, partly cloudy, low in the mid-50s. Tomorrow, mostly sunny, high 74. Friday, partly sunny, 75. And then Saturday, sunny at a high near 80. With a boater, waves about a foot, light southwest winds, high tide at 849 this morning. Sunrise at 708, set at 547. I'm Joe Catalano with an AM Quincy News Update for Wednesday, October 25th.